0: Welcome to the Vibrant MD podcast, where we discuss weight loss, women's health, and food. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Awad, a family doctor and certified weight loss coach. This podcast is informational but is not meant as medical advice. Anything you want to change after listening should be discussed with your own doctor and personal medical team. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. welcome my vibrant friend so today we are going to continue our series on how to lose weight for the last time and i shared last time that the reason that i'm doing this series is when people ask me what i do i'm a family doctor but what i do now is i coach professional women to lose weight for the last time a significant number of people have said Do people believe you when you say that? So, when I heard it a few times, I thought, I'm not sure why they don't believe me. So, I'm here today doing this series because I want you to believe me. This is exactly what I do. I coach professional women to lose weight for the last time. Today is part two in the series, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. So, last time we discussed planning your maintenance protocol, what to eat at goal weight, and how planning that can be an essential part of leading you to permanent weight loss. And if you didn't listen to that, I would go back and listen to it because you don't want to wait to plan what you're going to do at goal weight. You want to have that in your mind throughout your weight loss journey because it will really help smooth you out so that when you get to goal weight, you just keep going. Now, I I do hope my dog is sitting at my feet and she's chewing on a antler. So I'm hoping that will not be annoying, that <laughs> hopefully you just can't hear it. Okay. So today, for part two of the series, I would like to offer the idea to choose a weight loss journey that leads to weight maintenance once you get to goal weight. What you want to do is choose a method of weight loss that you like pretty well, so that you're going to tweak it a little bit when you get to goal weight, but it's not going to be terribly different. For example, I'll tell you about a client that I recently started coaching. She told me she was a little worried about doing weight loss because she said, I eat Ukrainian food, and I'm not sure about that. What I told her was, actually, it's essential that she eat Ukrainian food during her weight loss journey because... This is her cultural food. And of course, she's going to want to eat that when she gets to goal weight, right? So she should lose weight eating her cultural food as well. Now, there are some, you know, things to think about there. If she told me she had this favorite high fructose corn syrup soda that was Ukrainian, then she and I would talk about that because most of us are aware that, you know, high fructose corn syrup is Not good for us. It's bad for our gut. It hijacks our brain into these concentrated sweets and makes us crave sweets more. So, obviously, we would discuss how that would play into her lifestyle or not, or if it would be worth letting it go. On the other hand, she said, Well, one of the things that we eat all the time are pickled vegetables. And actually, pickled vegetables are super beneficial on a weight loss journey. So, I was glad to hear that she usually eats those every day. And I encourage her to continue that because vinegar is one of those things that um, brings down your blood sugar. And so your insulin levels are lower and insulin is your fat storage hormone. So by eating this fermented vegetable, she's actually helping herself on her weight loss journey. Besides that, fermented foods are great for your gut health. So this is a win all around. Good for weight loss, good for health all around. Now, the point of this story is that I'm guiding this client of mine to use food she already likes for her weight loss journey so that when she gets to goal weight, she can just go forward with some small adjustments because she will want to eat Ukrainian food for the rest of her life. So we will use Ukrainian food for her weight loss journey. Hope that makes sense. Now, I heard a story about another professional woman, actually another doctor. I do hang out with a lot of doctors who was eating salads twice a day for her weight loss journey. And it turns out she had a grandmother in her house who was taking care of the kids and then cooking dinner at night. And I just thought this is a heartbreaking story because you professional women out there know that if someone is cooking the dinner at night, you want to eat the dinner you've got a demanding job and you don't want to go home and have to make something separate. So this was kind of a a difficult situation for her. Now, there are ways to think creatively about losing weight, eating food that maybe the grandmother makes. I was thinking, you know, if it wasn't exactly what she wanted or if she felt like she needed to have a lot more greens during her day for her good health and for her weight goals, then she could Fill her plate with greens that come out of a canister, right? Which is available at most grocery stores. And then she could put some of the grandmother's food on top. So then she's not making a whole separate meal, but she can lose weight, have the greens that she wants. And then as she gets to goal weight, then she can transition to Am I still going to have those greens? How am I going to eat the food that the grandmother makes and still maintain my goal weight? So You want to do something that helps you transfer to maintenance as easy as possible. Like I said, I I don't know that woman, but but I felt bad for her because literally when I come home at the end of the day, if someone else is cooking, I'm excited about that. So I think that a lot of professional women would like to have that kind of help. Okay, next point. So home cooking... A lot of people will tell me, a lot of my clients will tell me, well, if I could just stay home for two months and cook meals at home, then I would definitely lose weight really easily. Okay, I'll give them that. I believe that too. But I only work with professional women and you all have demanding jobs and fabulous lives. And so it's unlikely that you're going to stay home for two months and cook for yourself. And also, If you got to goal weight, whether that took two months or six months or a year, you wouldn't be able to do that with your job at goal weight. So it still wouldn't work for you. So I had this client who said this. If I could just, you know, stay home for two months and and cook for myself, then I I know it would be really easy and I could go from there. Well, she has this fabulous job. She eats out for work quite a bit with meetings. She traveled frequently, went to fabulous places, sometimes ate at the best restaurants in the world. So what I coached her on was making a weight loss journey that worked with the fabulous life and the demands that she already had. So we looked at travel on the weight loss journey. So some of her trips were okay to continue weight loss and some were not. You know, she a couple times a year, goes to London. And with her company, they go eat really at the best restaurants in the world. And she didn't want to be feeling restricted. So worked out a plan for her so that she could be weight neutral on those trips. And then on other trips where she was just going to a city, she was going to eat on her own or not, but meals weren't a center of the experience. On those, we made plans and how she could eat at restaurants and buy some foods perhaps at a local store and had those be trips where she continued on her weight loss journey. So as I'm talking about this, I'm thinking, really, I need to do a podcast on work travel, right? So if we look at this also again on home cooking versus eating out a lot, it is true. It is so much easier to lose weight. It is so much easier to maintain your weight Yes, you are home cooking, but some of you have a lifestyle where you do eat out a lot. Now, I do give my clients a restaurant guide for fast food and fast casual food because I have people who have to go to Panera or a sandwich shop for lunch, and so I've kind of already read the nutrition labels, and I give this restaurant guide, so they have a list of suggestions to make it really easy for them to pick something when they're out. But we do also talk about strategies for eating at fine dining because a lot of professional women that I work with love fine dining. And we can look at how to create a meal when you're at a restaurant that you're gonna love and also is gonna serve you on your weight loss journey. And people do love this part because we all want ease. We all want to be able to go out with our friends. We all wanna be able to go to our work meetings. We all want to be able to eat meals. (laughs) We all want to be able to enjoy delicious food. And it's important to learn how to do this on your weight loss journey because when you get to goal weight, you're still going to want to eat in the way that you need to eat for work. You're still going to want to go to fine dining restaurants if that is your pleasure, what you like to do with your friends. And so you want your weight loss journey to work in a way and be chosen so that when you get to goal weight, you can just keep going and you know how to make all this work. I want to talk about some other ways to lose weight, right? I talked a little bit last time about medications. The hard part about medications is that usually there's a point at which you have to stop them. So they cannot actually be part of your maintenance journey. So you have to look at lifestyle things in particular for your goal weight and maintenance protocol. You can't continue with the medication. But there are other choices, right? When people have surgery, they, again, are usually told ahead of time, this is what your goal weight eating style is going to be. And so when you choose that, you choose the whole package, right? People will tell me, oh, it's just going to get the surgery and then I'll probably eat less. And I, and I counsel them that the surgery does work, but you have to look at the whole package Look at what's going to happen for surgery, what the recovery is, and look at what they tell you very specifically how you're going to eat when you're done to make sure that you like that whole package. There are people who count calories and count points. I don't like for weight loss journeys because one thing, I personally don't like counting things while I'm eating. And really, if you're going to count calories and points, then you're going to count calories and points at goal weight as well. Otherwise, you won't maintain the weight loss. On a side note, the reason I don't like counting calories or points and don't recommend it to people is that most people who do those styles avoid healthy fats, which are actually very good for you, for your health. And they actually, healthy fats make weight loss easier and make maintaining your goal weight easier. So that whole package, I will once again say that I don't particularly like it. Now you look at other special ways of eating, counting macros, keto, paleo, these things. Again, they are ways of losing weight, but then most of those people who are able to maintain it, you know, continue in the same program. So that's why you get, you know, podcasts and YouTube channels that say, my keto life, because, you know, once they lost the weight, then they had, they stayed with it because that was how they did it. Liquid diets. Another reason why I'm not a fan of liquid diets is the same as as the things I've already mentioned. I did. I don't know if I shared with this on the podcast or not. So excuse me if I repeat. Um, I applied for a medical director job at a medical shake company, and then I asked them how they teach people to maintain their weight once they've lost it, and they said, "Oh, usually they just continue to drink shakes, you know, once or twice a day instead of a meal." So again, if you want it to be permanent weight loss and weight loss for the last time, you're going to continue it. So if you think I'll just do shakes for three months, you may be signing up for shakes forever if you want it to stay. So not easy, right? Unless of course you love weight loss shakes. So this has been part two of how to lose weight for the very last time. And I've given you a lot of examples today, but the main point really is to pick something for your weight loss journey that you're going to still enjoy doing when you're at goal weight, because that gives you the best chance of achieving permanent weight loss. And I am Dr. Heather Awad, and if you ask me what I do, I will tell you, I coach professional women to lose weight for the last time. Hi, this is Dr. Heather Awat, and I have a big announcement for you. Normally, I only open my coaching program three times a year, but I have decided for fall to continue taking clients. So if you were hoping to work with me, please reach out, reply to one of my emails, reach out to me on social media, or the easiest thing is right now, go to vibrant-md.com forward slash course You sign up, and then you can schedule your first coaching call with me. There is a seven-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk at all to start this. And I can't wait to be your guide because this is your journey, and I know how to help you take it for permanent weight loss. Go to vibrant-md.com forward slash course.